Hello listeners, it's Neil here. Before this episode starts, I'd like to apologise. I was chastising Lee for bad internet connectivity in this episode. Um, and he seemed to keep freezing and there seemed to be lots of pauses. But when I listened back, um, well, listened back to the early stages, it actually seems like it's come through OK. So there might be lots of me saying, oh, you're freezing here. Something's going wrong when, in fact, he's not freezing. Um, so perhaps all roads would lead to me being the person with the poor Internet connectivity issues here. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Bye. A small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting. The kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of A Village in Crisis and the 31st that me and Lee have hosted together. Lee, hello. Do you feel happier now that you've hosted the lion's share of the episodes? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to that we've hit 50 already. And I'd say the first 19 have done more damage than we could ever have imagined. Sorry, we lost you a bit there. You'd say what? That the first 19 episodes have done more damage than we could have ever imagined. Because <laughs> I think if we'd started and I'd done 31 episodes with you, if it'd just been mm. me and you, Lee and Neil, yeah. Neil and Lee, BFFs, yeah. just bounding yeah. off each other, that, that insatiable energy that we have, then yeah. I think by by the 32nd episode, it would have just absolutely exploded. Uh, listeners, I'll just apologise now. We've got really bad connectivity between us for whatever reason. Um, but we are having to record this on Monday morning, so we can't just ditch it and wait till the connectivity is better. So we might just have to plough on with Lee freezing every 20 seconds. Uh, but that might improve the podcast. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes. What do you think about that, Lee? Well, from a selfish standpoint, I have absolute no problems. I have no problems with the connectivity. But it must be really annoying for you. Well, it is. It is. But what we but do is, nothing, is, but you're, all, you're, all this requires, Neil, is that we plough on. We do yeah. the jokes, we redo the jokes, we laugh in the right places, and you edit the fuck out of this. What, do I have to put in words where you're frozen? And I fucking no. bottled him. <laughs> I've never said that, because I've never <laughs> bottled anyone. And I don't and talk like that. there was clara everywhere. <laughs> you sound like a West Ham fan, that's not, that's not fair. Um... No, you can just say, oh, Lee, you froze, wind it back, and then I'd say the same thing again, and then you just go in and cut out the first bit that froze. Not a big deal, oh, is it? Oh, no, that I mean, that should be a good use of my time this morning. What else would you be doing this morning if you weren't going to be doing that? Be honest. Trying to earn a living? Through editing a podcast, I'd imagine. <laughs> that, that's the dream. <laughs> That's well, the dream. get used to it. <laughs> get 
Because if you don't do a good job now, like there is when the production company comes in, they're going to go, well, we've got an editor. And I'll go, no, 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 no. No, I told you we had to have that written into the contract. Neil stays on as editor. And Jingle Master. <laughs> I've done about that. <laughs> <laughs> editor and Jingle Master. Um, anything exciting been going on in Stockholm, in your world, since we last spoke? Um, no, not really. We had a Father's Day yesterday here in Sweden. Yeah. I saw you all uh, over your socials on that. I put up one picture because <laughs> my youngest, my youngest, <laughs> made a little cut, did a cut out of a love heart, and then she filled it in with things that she thought I was really good at that she loved. I love, and I and loved the thing she highlighted. Tell the, the listeners what she highlighted was um, there was things like uh, helpful. Uh, you dress better than most other old men your age. <laughs> but my favourite was, you give people shit if they drive badly. Oh, this is fucking typical. Your favourite was what? We lost you. <laughs> <laughs> you give people shit if you drive badly. If they drive badly. You give people shit if they drive badly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's one of her... That's, on her Father's Day card to you, that's one of the things that she lists. Yeah. It must be quite a regular occurrence. It's happened a few times. I've, we've spoken about it on here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know we have. I, I know we have. The thing is, I have to rein it in massively when I'm driving her and her mates around because I don't want to, like, embarrass her. Yeah. But there what? are some absolute bellends out there here in Sweden. They have this rule, uh, right hand, it's called the right hand rule. Right. And basically, the rule is, is the rule is, it's so bad. If you're coming from the right hand side, you have carte blanche to drive onto the road. So if you're driving along. So it's the right of way, the person to access the main carriageway. Well, it's up to a certain speed limit. And but up to 50 kilometers an hour, no no problem at all. So you have people just pulling out of T junctions, just <laughs> flying out in front of you. And when I'm there, getting rightly outraged by this because I've had to slam on my brakes. Yeah. The person's wound down the window going right hand rule, and I'm going. It doesn't mean you can act like a fucking dick. Yeah. You've got to have some responsibility. No, you can't just pull out in front of a car going 50 kilometres an hour. Well, here in Sweden, they do. The morning run, Fucking the, hell, the morning this is annoying. run is horrendous. Yeah, OK, we, we lost you again a bit there, but we get the gist of it. Oh, I've got a little story for you that you'll like. I went to watch my daughter's game of football on uh, Saturday and they were playing a team from Peterborough. Um, now, I'm about to offend any listeners from Peterborough. I don't know if you know Peterborough. It's a shithole. Full of homebreds? Yeah. Yeah. You right. know, I'm fully aware. Peterborough is rough, full of inbreds. Remember I told you that story about the guy with the tongue in his ear? Yeah, yeah. But he was from Peterborough. Yeah, there's a good chance of it. So anyway... The coaching staff of this Peterborough team were, as you would imagine, um, like the the manager 
I'd say he has bottled a few people in his time. He He's won a few fights in his time, this guy. He was big <laughs> and hard, but thoroughly unpleasant. The way he spoke to the kids, there was not one bit of positivity to the kids. It was always, you've got to be faster. You've got to be, people can't be faster. You know, they are what they are. Like Everything was negative, 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 like real horrible piece of shit. Made the whole thing like appealing. He coached his team to dive. Um, they were like pulling and pinching off the ball. Like it was a thoroughly unpleasant. It was the worst behaviour I have seen in kids football from a coach in the nine years I've been involved in kids football. It was disgusting. Anyway, after the game, the manager of my daughter's team had a word of him and said, "Look, clearly means a lot to you. Um, but maybe, <clears throat> maybe, you, <clears throat> excuse me." Maybe you should just rein it in a little bit because it made it quite a toxic environment for the kids. He's like, I'll fucking coach how I want to fucking coach. You seem to have a problem with losing a fucking game of football. And the manager said, I couldn't give a shit because they're 12 year old girls. And maybe that's where you've got the the perspective a bit wrong. So there's a bit of effing and jeffing. Anyway, the manager then storms off to his car. What's he driving? He's driving an Audi, isn't he? He's driving a blue Audi with a big exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> gets in I mean, it. Gets in it and just gets out of there. Gone. A good friend of mine just bought a brand new Audi. Right. And he's an Arsenal fan as well. Oh, this is You're freezing all the time. I'll tell you what we'll do. I won't have a lot to say today. You do your <laughs> do your bit and I'll come in with what I can. <laughs> that's that perfect timing. You'll come in with what I can. OK, well, it's it's not about what you can. It's the uh, the freezing. We might need to stop. You might need to turn your Wi-Fi on and off at the modem. Is that possible? You know, I can't say no to you, Neil. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull. Pull it. Pull myself off. Okay, we missed the we missed the start of that. So it just it just had you saying you're gonna pull yourself off. Okay, That's there's some movement. Well. There's there's some movement from Lee. All right, boy. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. That's yeah, it. boy. I pulled, I pulled it out uh, and I unplugged it and I waited. Oh, fucking hell, and he's frozen straight away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so annoying. Well, I've got, look, I know that this has been discussed before. I've got all the bars that I need. Yeah. I've got it on 5G. Um, he's frozen again. Well, we'll just have, we'll just have to carry on because we've got to get this out because we couldn't do it on Friday, could we? No. Um, as you know, I've been on a podcast editing marathon anyway, Lee. Um, mm. I've been going through trying to take the village name out of each episode each time one of us mentions it, which is surprisingly common um, that we slipped. It's certainly in the early episodes, it's in the it's in there quite a lot. Um, but I've had a bit of a, a revelation. 
And then yeah. do you want to know what that is? I do. That um, I think we should be I proud do. of this podcast. Yeah, I think we should be proud of this podcast. I am. Especially after episode 20. Yeah, from then onwards. I, I, I genuinely think it's pretty good. And if we had any status whatsoever, like even just like minor, minor celebs, like every other fucker that's doing a podcast, <laughs> this podcast would be pretty big, I reckon. Well, a lot bigger. Do you think uh, most podcasters are already famous? Yeah. By some degree. Yeah. They've, so they've already got a following that comes with them to their podcast. So nobody, is there any evidence of anybody coming off the street like us, Joe Bloggs, and then making it through the medium of podcasting? Uh, I don't know. See, you never know the backstory. So like my dad wrote a porno, for example, that was huge. And I don't know if they were famous beforehand, but you also don't know if mummy and daddy run a production company or... You know, what kind of background they yeah. came from to do it, what kind of backing they had, what kind of funding. That never even crossed my mind, actually, that there'd be people out there that are getting uh, production companies on board early doors. Yeah. But I bet there are. How am I doing now? I'm very self-conscious that I might be speaking and then breaking up. Well, just speak. And I mean, you are breaking up quite often. You've just frozen there and then, oh, no, you're back. Um, but we'll just have to plough on, Lee, won't we? Yeah, we will. And if you don't uh, throw me off my game by mentioning it, then I'll be all yeah. right. And then the listeners can just fill in the blanks. Why don't they just do this? Why don't the, fill a, the, <laughs> the listeners <laughs> choose a word that they want to put in? Or why don't you yeah. go in and edit it with a word? Oh, yeah. OK, that could be fun. A bit of uh, Lee bingo. I'll tell you why I'm not going to do that, Lee, because that will take ages. Um, but it'll be all right. It will be OK. okay. Um, there's Before we get into the thread, I just want to read you one comment. They've got 125 responses at the time I took a screenshot of it. All positive, all on this person's side. Um, do you want to hear the comment? Yeah. Okay, so the lady that decided to shout at me at my front door from across my car park about my putting up my Christmas decorations, that it's too soon for all that. You're not a child. How about you politely shove off? Firstly, my house, I do what I want to when I want. If you don't like it, don't look into my windows. Secondly, just in case you'd like to know where I may not be a child, I have two children. Those two children last Christmas were in NICU, which is the intensive care unit, isn't it? Uh, so Christmas didn't feel like Christmas to me last year. So forgive me for being excited to share a special experience with my babies. Yes, I might be putting decks up too soon. However, I'm excited to share this with my babies. And FYI for others, please don't be that person who drags someone down for enjoying something because you think it's too soon. You never know what they might be going through. And if that's what makes people happy, leave them to it. If he hadn't mentioned his two sick babies, yeah, then fuck you for putting them up early. First of November, that was that was from. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Like I couldn't be. I mean, I don't think I would have shouted across the car park at this bloke. 
or one is it a bloke uh it's a woman it's a woman i wouldn't have been shouting at anybody about it but i've definitely been thinking jesus christ give me a break i i think i think we actually need another witness to this because it's not out of the question to walk past someone putting their christmas decks up on first of november and just go well a bit early for that isn't it yeah i mean that that's more than fair enough um and then some she might have added a bit of salt and pepper for this like added the you're not a child bit um and just then, so that she could bring in the children uh comment yeah yeah go I bet as well and i might be completely wrong right and there's no whatever i'm just gonna say it maybe maybe her kids went to the hospital like for an afternoon she makes it sound as if she was, if they were in there in the ICU ward, uh, going through hell. But that might not have yeah. been the case. She does sound like she's the person, sort of. A, how are you making it special if it's a bloody two and a half month long event? Yeah. You're not. You're doing a disservice to your kids, sick kids maybe as well. Yeah. I thought, poor effort. <laughs> poor effort. There's a thing in uh, yeah, there's a thing in Sweden that they celebrated yesterday called yeah, um, Novent. Novent. Novent because it's November, but they're saying yeah. that you can put up your Christmas decorations now, as in Advent. It's not Fuck off. Advent. It's Novent. Right. And that can go fuck itself as well. Yeah. Yeah. And with Christmas you on decorations that. up early is just dog shit. Bad form. I thought I thought that might be your. So you you wouldn't have been one of the 125 people um, coming in and saying, "You do what you want, love. You do you." She's not getting five positive comments if she hasn't thrown in the thing about her sick kids. No. Fact. Absolute fact. Absolute stone cold fact. In fact, she should be ashamed of herself for using her children in that way. And and then what's happened then is people, there's 125 comments because people can see what way the wind's blowing, that everyone is getting likes and stuff for saying, you do you, babe. Um, (laughs) Like that kind of thing. And they think, I'm chucking on here because I'm going to get a like. Now everyone's like fishing. Isn't it? You do you. Nothing to do with anyone else ever. End. (laughs) (laughs) It's so pathetic. People get like such a, isn't it like scientifically proven? You get like an endorphin kick when you see like the little, uh, yeah, the blue tick or whatever it is. That it's so perfect the way society's gone. Like she's put her decorations up. Someone's had something to say about it. Like, it isn't just about you. It's about what other people are exposed to. Yeah. You're exposing just because it's on your property. Like, okay, so what? I can put a fucking Nazi flag up on my door, can I? Is anyone going to say you go do you, Lee? No, they're not. Yeah, they're you do you. By it. And I'm just not saying jealous. Christmas they can't decorations. Up, I... Yeah, the Christmas decorations aren't offensive, but it's annoying to have them up early. Yeah. 
yeah i'm with you people have like come on here um wishing you the best ever christmas um it's not her business you just do whatever makes you happy babe <laughs> i love the strangers calling other people babes it's so yeah wrong as well yeah babe it is they're just jealous they can't put theirs up yet they can put theirs up yet they're just choosing not to because it's the first of november <laughs> that is such a retarded comment because <laughs> they you, can't if you put do theirs that up. you're having your Christmas oh, no, they can't put theirs up because they haven't got any sick kids to entertain <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you're essentially you're having your christmas decorations up for a sixth of the year don't get me started you've got me started i don't like it yeah don't like it at all it's no, wrong i didn't think you were you're wrong um i mentioned we had a uh a thread didn't we with danny doolally in it last yeah. week yeah and yeah. i and i said that she kind of dips in and out like so she won't be in for six months and then she'll come in and danny doolally essentially is just a bit of a shit stu- shit stirrer and I sometimes like her behaviour because she really does not give a fuck about what other people are are saying. So I thought I'd have a look through and see if I could find an old thread um, that she was in. So this is quite an old thread, uh, but yeah. I found a Danny Doolally thread. Gotcha. And it starts with Dawn Dog Owner. So the couple who was walking down the track this morning and found it OK to try and whack my dog with something because he got out the gate and came over to you. Next time, remember, he's the size of a shoe and wouldn't hurt a fly. His bark is worse than his bite. Not only that my son witnessed it with his stepbrother, you should be ashamed of yourselves. He's our family pet. You had no right trying to hurt him. The responsibility falls on the dog owner. Yeah. I I don't believe that dogs should be allowed to just run up to other people. Oh, he's all right. Don't worry about him. He won't hurt you. Oh, well, you know, do you know what? That's great to hear. But I don't need it sniffing around me like that. I'm going to put in a great... Um... Oh, look, we've lost them all together now. Looks like something went wrong. Okay. Well, that was a that was a big pause. We had something up coming there saying looks like something's gone wrong. All right. Mm. No, what I said was it's the responsibility falls on the dog owner. Yeah. Yeah, and I tell you, I, I agree. And if if this person has got something uh, saying you should be ashamed of yourselves, uh, you've not hold on trying to whack my dog with something so if they've got something in their hand if they're out for a walk and they've got something in their hand that must mm. be like a walking stick would you say oh it's not going to be a deal though is it well you never know i might have found it in a ditch or something but um so this is probably <laughs> someone, <on> eBay. <laughs> yeah, this is probably someone that isn't quite steady on their feet i love the fact that you've made this leap but i'll, I'll yeah. run with it yeah, and they've got a dog running at them. Yeah. They're nervous about the dog. Yeah. Whack. Whack. I mean, it's not in proportion to the the crime. I don't think the dog needs a whack. But let's not try and hang out the person doing the whacking. No. Rebecca responds comes in. You know he wouldn't hurt a fly, but they wouldn't know. 
Not everyone is confident with your dogs snapping at their ankles and barking, especially if they are naturally wary of dogs. Yeah. Absolutely. Danny Doolally. Danny Doolally makes her her first entrance and then she doesn't come back in for a while. I would be terrified. I cannot walk about here for loose dogs. (laughs) Makes it sound like Thailand. Well, firstly... There's two ways of looking at it. Are there loads of dogs running loose, as in loose dogs, or are there loads of slutty dogs just getting let in them, <laughs> letting themselves getting rutted, and they're loose in that respect? Well, that would be that would be interesting. That would make now there's there's a new podcast episode, the loose dogs of the village in crisis. Um, um, by by loose the- dogs. I think she means that there's people walking along with their dogs off the lead rather than dogs just running around feral. I was out running in the woods uh, where we live and it's an, it's a nature reserve and you're not allowed to walk dogs uh, if they're not on the lead. Right. And I'm out running and these two fucking American Staffordshire Bull Terriers, killer murder dogs, I call them. Yeah, confounding over to me, barking, and that was unnerving. Yeah, at best. And the bloke call, calls over, going, "Don't worry, I won't hurt you like that." And I'm like, "We well, should have him on the lead." And then basically, he's telling me to fuck off. <laughs> but what am I going to do? I have an argument with this guy in the middle of the woods. He's already he's got two horrible dogs with him yeah. off the lead. And there I am exposed in my running tights. <laughs> I'm at a massive disadvantage. Sports cock proudly presenting like an acorn on top of a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have described it more accurately there, Neil. <laughs> I can't wait for those boxer shorts to arrive in the post. <laughs> I played... Uh, vets football yesterday and um yeah. in the change room after there's one or two lads that do not suffer from sports cop they're like the anti-sports cop they they are you know there's yin and yang in the universe yeah they're they're packing a bit of feet that the thing's slapping around so much it couldn't retract <laughs> i i honestly i think it's probably more of a curse than a blessing <laughs> what an inconvenience <laughs> yeah it's more of an inconvenience I, I think that we've got a friend and he's definitely like a candidate for too big for love you lost me there didn't you yeah he's a candidate for what too big for love <laughs> too big for love <laughs> it was worth the wait <laughs> he refers to it as his tail yeah, well, it's big, isn't it? It is. I remember I came, in one, I came in one day after a long run and it was winter and it was, my sports cock was just, it was so ridiculous. It It was so small. It was so like pointy. It was just, I mean, bearing in mind, it's like minus 20 out there. Yeah. At the time, but my wife came in and she went, "If you had that, 
as a normal appendage when we first met we wouldn't be together now <laughs> i said fair enough it was like a micro penis <laughs> it absolutely incredible like i'm just looking down at it going like i don't it's almost magic that it's going to get back to a, a normal average size yeah but like well <laughs> Get back to your normal average. Average for an Asian man. <laughs> Belinda, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell. That's the one time you don't cut out. Uh, Belinda <laughs> Balance comes in. I have small, harmless dogs, but I know that even they can be terrifying to some to people who don't like dogs. I don't agree with whacking, but I can see that someone might try to fend off an unknown, unknown dog, especially if it was barking and or growling. Regardless of size, I've had a nasty bite from a teacup terrier. See, and that's what yeah. you're not factoring in. These people might have been bitten by a dog before. And now they've got a dog running at them. I don't think... Uh... I don't think it's acceptable in any circumstance to allow a dog to run up to a, a, a strange stranger. No. At best, it's impolite. And, and you are all about manners. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me to comment on something. Then do you know that um, Syrian Syrians or yeah, I'm going to say Syrian. They don't they're, they're afraid of dogs. <laughs> I love the little listeners Lee just moved his glasses round after he said that like it was the most profound so Syrians are afraid of dogs yeah yeah go on no my experience has been that if a if you are walking a dog yeah and a Syrian kid is approached by the dog. He, that kid will shit him or herself. They are, they are terrified. The word terrified should be put into the dictionary with that context. That Syrian children are terrified of dogs. Terrified, and it, I don't. It must be something to do with. Do you think about it? Do you know any Syrians that own dogs? No, I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know any Syrians. Seriously, they are terrified of dogs. Literally, like, they will run away screaming. Are you passport checking these kids when you see them to, to know that they're Syrian? Well, that's where I hesitated, that they may be of some other origin in a similar yeah. region. But do you have, in Stockholm, is there a big Syrian uh, migrant mm. population, is there? Yeah, yeah, that's why, that's my reference. Right. I'm not just picking this information out of thin air. Well, I mean, it's, it hasn't got that much basis to it. I'm telling you, Neil, I'm telling you, it must be something to do with the society. Maybe like um, they're oppressed by people who have dogs to, if they come from, say, a refugee camp, maybe right. they're like sort of shell-shocked. Maybe they have PTSD from, from angry dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Just, now I'm now I'm fishing um, for for evidence to back my claim up, but my claim's accurate. 
Okay. Dawn Dog Owner comes in. Here's the size of your shoe. Either way, it doesn't give. Either way, it doesn't give anyone the right to try and whack our dog. Um, and then Carly Careless comes in and says, "Get ready for the he should be on a lead bollocks." Poor little Mike. Hope he was okay. I have an overfriendly staffy who thinks everyone is his friend. Well, if you've got an overfriendly staffy, he should be on the lead. Is not bollocks. I told you the story about um, our kid's cousin's staffy who yeah. scratched someone's head with his teeth. <laughs> Where I'm from, we call it a bite. Yeah, it's not a bite. It's a scratch with their teeth in a dragging motion. <laughs> um, those dogs give me the willies. I wouldn't want anything to do with one of those dogs. Um, you know the dogs. It, it, are they the ones Staffordshire Bull? Their teeth. If they bite, their teeth kind of link together, don't they? Is it them? Yeah. Yeah. And they, then you've got to put your to finger do. up its ass to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little shocker to open the jaw. You listen, mate. Um, you save that for when you're caught. Not you don't have to share that on <laughs> what you do with your stuffy mates' dogs. Oh, he is friendly. Yeah, what are you doing with my dog? He tried biting me. <laughs> He's asleep. Look, like look, look, look at my hand. That looks like. Open your mouth, Neil. That looks a lot like your indentations, huh? Oh, God, all right. I just wanted to finger his bum. <laughs> Jim Jogger comes in. Jogging along the riverbank in fog some years ago, I could hear something big running towards me. A Rottweiler bitch. Too big to whack. Too fast to outrun. So called it to me. Happy dog. Eventually, its owner emerged out of the fog. Dog fine till she put on a lead. Then went into different mode. She struggled to hold it and I got away sharpish. Brought up around dogs all my life. Still have a scar on my mouth where a friendly dog bit me. Not everyone likes dogs. Dog owners should understand this. I wish everybody spoke and wrote like this guy. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Um, oh, that is absolutely... The English language, Shakespeare had it all wrong. That's how it should be spoken and written. Yeah. Bill. Gonna make coffee, coffee good. <laughs> Gonna open doors, try to sell coffee. <laughs> I could let's go. I could hear something big running towards me. Rottweiler bitch, too big to whack, too fast to outrun. So called it to me. Happy dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> I tell you what, that could have backfired as well. You got a Rottweiler running towards you, and you think I can't outrun it, I can't hit it because you. Like, you're not going to damage a Rottweiler, are you, with a stick? Yeah, that no. ran there, that in flinching. Um, no. But then you think, I'll just call it to me and go, oh, hello, cutie pie. Hello. Bend down. As you bend down, it's just on you. Bang. Jaws, jaws around your throat. Um, and you're thinking, I should have run. I, yeah. I, these, I mean, there's obviously, um, as far as I'm aware, the sort of dog breeds that people are afraid of, or there's a, a societal outcry over, sort of yeah. changes from decade to decade, didn't it? I mean, 
when we were younger, I think it was like German Shepherds and Alsatians were the ones to be afraid yeah. of. Then you had the yeah, Rottweilers, Doberman's. Dobermans, yeah. yeah. And now it's all about the Staffordshire Bull Terriers. And what I find funny yeah. is that you'll have an owner of an American staff saying, well, no, American staffies, they're different to English staffies. And English staffy owners will be calling out American staff owners. Yeah. And both of them will have some fucked up history about like, oh, Actually, the American ones are the nanny dogs. They, they're called nanny dogs because they look after small children. That's just fucking marketing. Yeah. I ain't letting a newborn baby hang around with an American Staffordshire Bull Terrier XL or whatever. Not a chance no. in the world. No. Not a chance in the world. That's like people turn around saying, oh, Michael Jackson never fingered a, a small boy's bum hole. Well, you wouldn't let him babysit your kids. I'll fucking bet you. <laughs> <laughs> Susie Psycho. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. Just uh, that's tickled me. Susie Psycho comes in. <laughs> if anyone tried to hit my dog, they wouldn't be walking. Hope your wee one is okay. So Susie's like, ratcheting it up level. So Susie's dog's got loose. It's off the lead. It's run up to someone and it's barking at them and intimidating them. Yeah. That person lashes out, maybe with a foot or a stick. I mean, I yeah. told you recently I had to kick a dog in there because it's trying to bite yeah. me. Yeah. So let's say that's that's Susie's dog. She's then going to town on me. She is paralyzing me. <laughs> you, mate, the, the universe works in strange ways. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> She's gonna. Not only is your leg broken, but it's also bitten. Yeah. And that I wouldn't be walking. Like so, that's it then. That's it for walking. Yeah. She's hobbled me. She's hobbled you. She. (laughs) I um. No, I don't know what to say. The people. There's no defending it. Okay, you know your dog. You know what your dog's like with you and the people that know it. You can't predict how it's going to behave towards everybody. No. And you certainly have to take into consideration if you're a dog owner, other people's feelings towards dogs might not be the same as your feelings towards dogs. There may have Danny been. Danny part... back. Oh, did you miss me on all that? No, no, I heard it, but I just thought I'd cut you off. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Doolally's back. I'm not comfortable with loose dogs, especially when people say you won't hurt a fly, so I don't go walking very often at all. I do think that dogs should be on a lead at all times. If you have a dog, you perceive it needs to run, you should have a garden big enough for it to run in. It never seems fair that people who are afraid of dogs can't enjoy the open spaces of dog because of dogs everywhere. I think it's only natural to lash out if a person feels threatened. Um, I remember the police saying years ago, size doesn't prove anything. And then she goes, because look at the Gurkhas. They were only small. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you couldn't you couldn't come up with a better example to to prove that point. (laughs) Yeah. 
Look at the carcass. Tiny little there fucking you go. Killers. <laughs> little killers. <laughs> little killers. <laughs> um, Dawn dog owner. Hang on, but I just want to say, like, yeah. who's afraid yeah. of going out? Like, is she, she's seriously trying to convince us that she doesn't go out because of dogs. She can't go out into an open space for fear of loose dogs. That's a phobia. Yeah, she's in the minority there, though, isn't she? So. Yeah. Dawn dog owner. For God's, for God was sake, for God was sake, for God's sake, he got out the gate. Always one, isn't there? And Danny Doolally says, it's my opinion. And as a result, uh, as a result of loose dogs, I cannot enjoy the countryside. And well, he shouldn't be able to get out. And Dawn Dog Owner says, if you've been reading the comments, it says he got out. <laughs> OK, he's small enough to fit under the gate. That is how he got out. We have a big enough garden for him to run around and he plays with our cats. If you really don't believe me, I'll send you a photo. Dogs get loose all the time. So what are you saying? That we should keep our dogs in the house? I don't think so, love. If you've got a dog of your own, you'd be exactly the same. Mm. Danny Doolally responds. No need to get rude. If there are any gaps, buy some chicken wire and put them on the bottom of the gate. Problem solved. Yeah, if you know that your dog can get out underneath the gate, then fix it. Fix the problem. Yeah. Again, this yeah. is just people with... This is just one in a group, subculture, dog owners, inconsiderate to other people. What it I is, like is it's therefore everybody else should. It's a sense of entitlement. And it, it's not about dog. They know this dog can get out. Um, yeah. But they're not prepared to self-reflect and see that they're the problem. I've I've had this weekend and i can't go into the ins and outs of it on a podcast but i'll tell you what but i've had this weekend to deal with someone whose sense of entitlement i so nearly turned around and told them to go fuck themselves but because of the position that i was in i had to like be the bigger person but it took everything i had not to Tell them to go fuck himself. And this is the problem with entitled people. They expect. Hang on, were you talking about your mother-in-law again? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, no details on here. But this is the problem with in- entitled people. They expect it to be someone else's problem. They know the dog can get out of this gate. Mm. They they know it. They've gone on there and said, "Oh yeah, we know the dog can get out the gate, but don't worry, he wouldn't hurt anyone." And I'll send you a picture of playing with the cats. I don't want a picture of your fucking dog playing with your cats. I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to fix the gate so it doesn't get out. No, the whole point is I don't want to see your fucking dog. Yeah. Live or in picture form. Just no. Yeah. What stupid. I mean, absolutely, Neil. 100% with you on this. I mean, I like dogs as a general rule. I really do. I want one myself. But I, I just don't understand. We got we look after this little dog, uh, rat, dog. Uh, rat dog we call it now and again. Yeah. And it's awful around other dogs, really awful. And I'm fully aware of that. So when I've got, I'm walking it, I as soon as I see another dog, 
I don't like make a big deal out of going across the road or anything, but I put it on a very short leash and I have it yeah. very close to me. And as soon as it's about to start yapping, I'm down there and I'm, I'm trying to do my little tricks, my Caesar Milano click in the face or whatever. Or if if she doesn't oh, bark, what's a Caesar Milano click in the face? Caesar Milano is the uh, host of that TV show, Me or the Dog. Uh, not what I've watched. They're massive in America. I'm he, good he at clicking in people's boys. faces, though. Yeah. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought. You're down there doing your Caesar Milano short lead, working yeah. your magic. Working my magic, but I can't remember how it related to whatever. Oh, that was it. And then on one occasion, this lady comes over and I says, don't come over. She's not very good with other dogs. It's actually not our dog. She went, oh, no, it's fine. She never, like, gets in trouble with anyone. I'm like, fine, fuck you then. She comes yeah. over with a prize poodle and uh, Vilma, rat dog, goes absolutely spare, trying to rip her to shreds. She starts <laughs> having to go at me. And I'm like, well, I did try to tell you. I stood over here. You wanted to walk over and make friends. I was yeah. trying to give you a heads up. Don't get on my case about it. What and is it with dog owners as well, being obsessed with their dogs becoming friends with other dogs? Oh, yeah, right. oh, they could be friends. Just let the dog lead his life. Probably don't want to be friends with your dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not about the dog. That's about you, mate. Yeah. You're so bored. <laughs> You're so lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Oh, yeah, look, they could be great friends. No one's spoken to you for a few hours. <laughs> no one's spoken to you for a few weeks. <laughs> poor bastards Danny it's not about believing it's about it's about that dogs should be secured on a lead when out if he can get out then use some chicken wire to cover any gaps so he is safe in his own garden playing with your cats really no need for rudeness and dawn dog owner responds well it's true that you've taken this way too far and starting to tell us what to do with our dog and Danny responds to that which I like Advice is rarely received with thanks. Nice. Uh, to which Dawn Dog Owner says, yours is not advice. And Danny says, so what is it then? I mean, it is advice. Put some chicken wire on the bottom of the gate and the dog won't get out. <laughs> Sounds like advice Dawn Dog Owner, Good advice. Dawn Dog Owner clearly isn't the strongest arguer. Um, and as we've spoken about before, you can't argue with an idiot. So Danny <laughs> says, so what is it then? And Dawn Dog Owner says, Facebook, please. Are you sure it wasn't you that hit my dog the way you're acting? Well, you know who hit your dog, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it goes on and on and on. But, yeah. you know, that's the uh, the bones of it. A dog got out. Someone tried to whack it away with something. And uh, the people that let the dog out have taken the moral high ground somehow. Uh, dog owners. Nah. There's a, there's a sense of uh, self-entitlement with dog owners. Yeah. All of them. No, not all of them. The majority. Not all of them. them. Some of them. There's a there's a genuine sense of self-entitlement as if having a dog 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's not all, and it's like they're like they say, bad dogs have bad owners, and I I genuinely, well, I generally believe that, but you're going to get the odd outlier. You'll get a, a good um, owner who sometimes their dog might just fucking lose the plot, because you know what, it's it's a dog, and it's got it in it. But by and yeah, large, uh, bad dogs have bad owners. I think. Do you believe that? I mean, we're going to wrap this up within the next few minutes, but just yeah. quickly, do you believe that certain dogs shouldn't be allowed as pets? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Would you like to list those dogs? I don't know enough about them, but these XL bullies that have been tearing people apart recently don't seem like the most sensible dogs to have on the loose. I mean, you're completely correct. Anybody who argues against it is off their rocker, I'd say. And yeah. if they say, if they say, oh well, we've never had a problem. You know, yeah, yeah. And you might never have a problem, but it doesn't rule out the fact that you can't argue against some breeds being having DNA that says that they're dangerous. Yeah. Well, what I would say is that if people do have this pet dog now and they've already got it. And then they follow the rules that when they're out walking it, it's got a muzzle. Then I don't think the dog should be taken off them and put down because this is a like a loved family pet. Hmm. But if someone is seen with one of these beasts out on the street, no muzzle. Sorry, we're taking your dog off you and we're putting it to sleep in front of your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, why not? I'm with you there. Why not? I, well, have they stopped selling these dogs? They've banned the sale of them now, yeah. But then there must be a, a an illegal sort of, do they have to be registered then if uh, if you already own one? Yeah, but I think all dogs have to be registered anyway. I think the problem with these kind of dogs is there's a lot of kind of, underground breeding of them anyway isn't there because the people that want them well a lot of the people that want them are absolute wrongins that want to knock around the estate scaring the shit out of people probably a good dog for a loan shark you know you're turning up at someone's house to to get your money you got that straining at the lead these dogs are they're massive some of them as well yeah and they're just muscle on muscle aren't they yeah absolute just pockets of anger you must really empathize with them <laughs> yeah i don't need one i don't need anything feeding off my energy no I feel sorry for my children what dog will you get um as and when you get a dog what dog have you got in mind i'd really like a border collie oh yeah nice or like an australian uh, shepherd dog because my um what we did we yesterday actually, we, we didn't hear the second option what was the second uh, option australian shepherd dog right. what we did yesterday we were talking about the business and basically after the kids had made me brunch yeah we all sat down we wrote five categories uh work love and relationships possessions accommodation travel right. and then we went off for an hour an hour and a half each 
all of us, me, wife and the three kids. And then we did like a little mood board where we saw ourselves in five years. Right. <laughs> and I'd put, I, I'd like to have uh, a country, a house out in the country with like a little farmstead. Yeah. Uh, when Anyone I else farm, down with that? Uh, Indy. Right. It's the one that rides horses. Yeah. But no one else. She also wrote when it came for uh, cars and vehicles to own. She didn't care yeah. as long as it had a a hook on it for a trailer, so she could pull her horse around. That's good. And she didn't. She had a big cross where it came to love and relationships. <laughs> oh dear. Going through a tough time of things. <laughs> no, she just. She's never really. She's. She just wants to live in a house with dogs and and horses. Yeah. And a secure yeah. gate. But it's a very interesting activity to do, to see, like, firstly, to understand what other people who you are very close with and you live with yeah. are actually thinking and what they're... Because I'm not sure you sit around and actually... What do you want to be when you're older is an obvious question, but I don't think you really go into any real detail. I mean, yeah, What makes nice... you happy? What drives you? That kind of thing. Well, yeah, but also, so what are your wishes and hopes for your own future? And yeah. to let a person go off and do it in their own time in a in a way that they're not being judged. And then, obviously, we all sat around the the table and pointed and, and laughed judged at each everyone's list. Choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that um, sounds like a really nice. It sounds like a nice exercise to do, though, Lee. Well, it was, and also it give when you put it down on paper like that, saying. Oh, I don't know. I want a Rolex watch and I want a Aston Martin. But also I want to be able to go on that kind of holiday and have this kind of business. It gives you a real sort of framework to say when other things come in and, and they're not in that framework that you can then say, actually, that doesn't what I, I can't choose that because it doesn't lead to what I really want in life. Well, it's unlikely that anyone will have listened to this episode this far because it's been so stop starty. But if they have, that will be truly inspirational to the two or three people that have made it to this point of the episode. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, OK, until next time, then we'll be back with a bonus episode. Uh, remember, listeners, we want to hear from you. We want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Um because we want the content it's the uh it's the the truth of the matter so get in touch with us at twitter at village in crisis instagram at underscore in oh bollocks no at, at village underscore in underscore crisis or email us village in crisis at gmail.com or you're on threads at village in crisis just get in touch with us one way or the other so that we can have some content please thank you thank you please have we heard anything oh, like frozen again oh <laughs> that's really <laughs> you'd frozen then and all that came in was holly rider <laughs> like it's constantly flat. what were you saying about that's, holly? What, I said. that's uh, what i said where are you holly rider right Okay, let's end it now because the reception seems to be getting even worse. So until next time, listeners, thanks again and we'll see you soon. Au revoir.
And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.